What if when you heard it's time to sell your car, you heard something happier like flowers, puppies, sunshine, pie? At Echo Park Automotive, we've made it easy to sell your car, so it actually feels like flowers, puppies, sunshine, pie. It feels so much like flowers, puppies, sunshine, pie that you'll wonder why you didn't sell your car, I mean flowers, puppies, sunshine, pie, at Echo Park months ago. See what your car is worth in seconds at echopark.com. The best cars at the best value from the best people, all to make you happier. EchoPark.com. Cascade Platinum Plus cleans so well, all you have to do is just scrape, load, and you're done. Your dishes will shine with no pre-wash or re-wash needed, leaving you more time for the things that let you truly express yourself. Because that's when you shine the brightest. A proud sponsor of Can't Cancel Pride 2023, Cascade celebrates those who shine with pride all month and all year. Learn more at can'tcancelpride.com. everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve and I'm joined as usual by my tag team partner in podcasting and that is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm fine. What's up everyone? What's going on? Losers. Jeff is, uh, you know, you can't see him because obviously this is an audio platform, but Jeff is uh, looking like he just uh, got done uh, playing for the Bad, Bad News Bears. He's uh, wearing a, uh, what is that? Is that a Baltimore uh, Orioles jersey? It is a Baltimore. In fact, it's Chris Davis's Baltimore Orioles jersey signed by Chris Davis. Very nice. It's not, you know, right now it's a lot uh, cooler to be a Baltimore Orioles fan than it is to be a New York Mets fan. That's for sure. And it's never really been cool to be a Mets fan. Being a Mets fan has always sort <laughs> of been like the, like the, the, almost like the contrarian view in New York. This is this is true. Every once in a while, you know, we we we, we get uh, something to be proud of, and this year it's uh, you know sour grapes. Hopefully, they can turn things around. But this is a wrestling podcast. This is the Hammerlock Hangover. Thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated, guys. We've been off for about uh, two and a half weeks, so we are going to try and recap everything that is recent in the world of professional wrestling. And um, where should we start, Jeff? Should we start with AEW or WWE? I think that maybe we should just start with recapping uh, our predictions, who got what right and wrong on, on the major shows when, when last we met, and we can sort of go naturally from there. All right, let's do that. So Night of Champions for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, That's right. We correctly picked Seth Rollins to win, right? That's right. Seth Rollins was the guy. And what a match. That was a really good match, didn't, don't you think? I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I mean, Seth versus AJ, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I never really quite understood the matchup other than being the two, you know, worker bees kind of kind of guy. But, you know, it, 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 it never seemed – there never was any mystery to me as to who would win. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good match. But, you know – I know. I, I hear the, the the dissatisfaction in your voice, Jeff. I know that it wasn't no Orange Cassidy 20-man battle royal, but... 
Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was a good match. It wasn't anything memorable. If you're going to put those guys together, it should have been something, you know, really memorable. But, you know, it was it was exactly what we thought it would be. It was, it was like a 30, 35-minute, you know, 2007 Ring of Honor match, you know, basically. And, and, and I have more issue with the, the fallout from it because, you know, everyone's saying that this is going to, this is the secondary title and it still feels like the secondary title. And I'm babbling, going, no, I've got faith. What they're going to, Seth's going to do this open challenge. And he, he did since, but the first week out, no, he, AJ Styles comes out and, and, you know, congratulates him on Raw and, cuts this horrible promo where I think he's supposed to say, I don't like you, but I respect you. And he left it out there in the ring and blah, blah. But he, he like almost spoke like he was Mar- Marina Shafir. And he's like, I don't respect you and I don't like you. And you put it out there in the ring, but you don't deserve it. And I don't respect it. It was like all sorts of word salad. And, and then they ended up having a tag match where, you know, you're like, can they coexist? And long, the, the short story long is, yes, they could. And they, they won their match. And then the next week, Seth Rollins actually did put up the, an open challenge to uh, Damian Priest, which was intriguing. I, I was just a little bit afraid it might be like what happened with Ricky Starks, where MJF wins the title and Ricky Starks gets the number one contender shot right away. And, and sort of, you know, of course he loses. He has to. And he's sort of, you know, mired in, in middlingness ever since. Um, but with Damian Priest, it seems like they have a they have like a counter story going with with. Um, What's it called? Judgment Day. So that, that mm-hmm. yeah, I have a I have, right now. Raw is on right now. It's June twelfth, and I haven't watched a second of it yet today. I'll watch it tomorrow, like I normally. It do. is. It um, is. Maybe maybe Scarlet was trying to help him by blowing that dust in his face. You know, she saw. Hey, he's obviously look like he's not feeling so good. So you know, she came up with a concoction to help him out. Oh, that's what mean, every. You mean on SmackDown? The, yeah, that's right. When she. She blew that. I think. I think it was aspirin that she blew into his face. Yeah. Obviously, he's got a, a head seizure or something. Okay, it could be, but, it, but if she was trying to help him, she she needs the Lazarus Project's uh, time machine because she she was late. Oh, well. Listen, better late than never, right? I I suppose. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it looks like after a clean loss to AJ by Cross. Better late than never. Looks like they're actually starting to do an actual feud between Cross and AJ. I, mean, I love it. Which, yeah, I'm, well, it's about time. It's a, you know, it's about time to put one of those tarot cards and have more than one win. I mean, the, a feud doesn't normally start with you. You call someone out, you have a match, you lose clean in the ring, and and then you don't hear anything about it for for three weeks or whatever. And then, but okay, uh, let, let, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, so. Trish, with the help of Zoe Starks, defeated Becky Lynch, which was great. Uh, I, this is definitely a match I got wrong. I wanted Trish to win. I, I think and sometimes I did pick Trish, but then I'm like, ah, I think the face has to go over here. But how do they continue this? And I, and I thought there'd be a beat down afterwards. So I, I knew something smelled because they were definitely going to continue this, at least till, uh, SummerSlam. And, and it turns out Trish has signed on to a more full-time contract with WWE for at least the near term. Um, but I didn't see the Zoe Starks things coming. And, you know, you know, we've both talked on Zoe Starks before. Neither one of us is like a giant fan, but she's a she's a good worker. And this is this pairing is interesting. You know, it probably could have benefited a lot of other wrestlers beforehand. But they obviously they see something in Zoe. 
Um, and so, so this was a nice little swerve. I, you know, I don't mind getting matches wrong as long as it's interesting. I, I think this, uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself that, uh, I didn't see this pairing coming with all this new blood from NXT popping up on the main roster. You know, the question was going to be who's going to get put over in this feud. Cause really Trish doesn't need to be put over. And Becky doesn't need to be put over. And this makes perfect sense. Putting Zoe Stark as the person that's going to kind of get over through this storyline. Um, and by get over, I don't mean like she's going to be a face. Obviously, I think she's just going to get more popularity with the main roster crowd. And so I think it was brilliant when I saw her run in. I said, aha, that makes perfect sense. How did I not see this coming? Um but I, I think it's it's There's other it's, women there that could benefit it. I mean, you know, guessing her would have. I mean, you'd have to be in Triple H's head, and then you know whatever he sees in Zoe Stark. I mean, you know, I, there's there's they have other women that they've elevated that they could could have done this with. I mean, yeah, I would have liked it to be Zia Lee, but you know, but anyway, it was it was interesting. Yeah, but I feel like Zia Lee needs more of a mouthpiece, and Trish, you know, then that kind of pigeonholes her into the manager, which I guess she could be the manager. I don't know, but I, I like perfect actually. Trish, Trish talking to people like they're second graders, and yep. Zia Lee sort of standing behind her mean uh, that that would be okay. Um, it would. I mean, she's just serving the the role of muscle, right? So I guess that that works out. But you know, it's. Um, Listen, uh, Zoe Stark was boring to begin with, and you know this kind of gives her a different uh, added flavor. So it's it's good, good for her. And uh, you know it's, uh, you know I don't know if I'd go as far as uh, you know what you just called her saying that she smelled and she's smelly because you said you you should have smelled her coming, but it's inappropriate, Jeff. Right, that's yeah, true. Sorry. Well, it, it's it's uh, uh, yeah. I mean, you, my 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 position on Zoe Stark is that she's a great wrestler, but she's a terrible talker, and she's not that great to look at. And they should just put a mask on her and pretend she's a luchador. <laughs> I'm glad you're not holding back today. I never hold back. Um, never. Right, so Gunter retained his Intercontinental Championship over Bali. Uh, I got this right. You, for whatever reason, hey Gunter, I, I don't. I, Gunt, I can tell you why I hate Gunter. I've said it before. Gunter is, is a, is a one trick pony. All he is is slaps. He doesn't, he, his physique is still left to be desired. I mean, listen, the guy used to be a fat guy that slaps and now he's a less fat guy that slaps. He's not kind of built, you know, Karen Cross should have the same goddamn gimmick and he'd get over as, as, as much as Gunter. This guy, he's, he's, what is he? he he t- took a bunch of German suplexes from Mustafa Ali. I really wanted Mustafa Ali to win this match. I'm disappointed that he didn't. But good for him. I'm glad that he's on NXT now. Good for you, Mustafa Ali. All right. Well, Asuka actually in an upset, beating Bianca Belair for her, uh, well, it was the Raw Women's oh. Championship, although they're both on SmackDown. Um, and I correctly predicted this match for WrestleMania, and so I did not, I did not predict it correctly for this one. Obviously, I got it wrong on WrestleMania. I was just early, but uh, anyway, Oscar won, which I'm fine with. I, I think that Bianca's reign was getting older, getting stale, and she's a, a little bit stale, and, and that you know people seem to 
sort of agree with that, that she's sort of like people calling her John Cena. I was calling her, you know, I was saying her and Brown Breaker had the same problem. They basically won note. But anyway, this was this was a, another nice little swerve. And since then, Charlotte's returned. And since then, they've also given a new title. They've replaced the Raw Women's Championship uh, with the, uh, I think, the, what they're calling the Women's World's Heavyweight Championship. And mm-hmm. on night, right now, probably on Raw, they're replacing Rhea's belt with the new belt, which is probably going to be called the Universal Belt or, or some other similar, uh, or, or the WWE Women's Championship, whatever. And, and I think what they wanted to do was with Bianca, they wanted to establish that she broke the modern era record uh, for a title with uh, a a solid lineage. And they waited till she surpassed that one year so that they could say modern era, whatever it is. But it seems to me the modern era means anything past Nikki Bella's reign is, is, is I think what they, what they mean. Um, Anything post post uh, divas belt. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think even Nikki Bella, after they had her beat AJ Lee's, Rain, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's past divas. Even though Nikki Bella might have still been a diva. Anyway, I guess you're right. Interesting little thing. I love it. I, you know what? I we had, finally we agree on this, uh, Jeff. I think you and I are of uh, a very few cra- uh, people in the crowd of the wrestling community that think that there are going to be two universal titles and two world heavyweight championships one for the men and one for the women. It's so obvious, and I didn't see this over the weekend um, opined in any of the wrestling groups, is that it only makes sense for there to be a women's universal champion if there's a men's universal champion and a women's heavyweight champion, world champion, and a men's world champion. So, ta-da! Or whatever they decide to name the title, whether they keep universal or do a different one. I don't know. I've, I've heard they might be retiring the universal title. So whatever, whatever is this should be one set for raw. There should be one set for SmackDown and those, you know, Roman is not walking around carrying three belts anymore. I think they made a mistake in presentation when they presented them with the new belt, which, you know, of course everyone went crazy about the new belt in a negative way, but of course they do because people go crazy over belts. It's a belt. It's fine. But the mistake they made is, is that, it, while Levesque was there being Paul, he did not take those two belts from Heyman, the other Paul. And instead, right. he, let, he, he let Roman walk out with three belts and Heyman was carrying two of them, which was, you know, was, you know, I, I think just made the situation more confusing because all week long on the IWC, they were, yeah, Roman's going to walk around with three belts. And sure enough, he did. But um, I don't know, maybe they were just doing that to counter troll. But it, uh, I, I don't know. It, that's what I think is happening anyway. That that brings us to no spoiler. Rhea Ripley uh, soundly defeated her opponent and maintained her championship as she well should have. I think it was Natty. This was a, what, a squash match. This was like a two minute match. Yeah. Hey, she gets a she gets a probably a million bucks uh, entertaining uh, the fans in uh, Saudi Arabia. Good for her. Good for Natty. Um, Brock versus Cody uh, predicted Brock win and basically predicted the correct end. There was the uh, you know submission on the broken arm and uh, Cody passes out from the pain and that that's what happened. Yep, here's another one where I I should have seen this coming and and I was disappointed at the fact I thought that they were going to um take the match off the card and write 
Cody off because, you know, Cody's injury prone. Jeff, he happens to have a lot of injuries. And I thought I bought into it. I said, you know what? This guy's probably injured. This is a way to write them off the card. But then when he flew out there and he was doing the press conference and they had him with like, I'm still going to fight. It's an unsanctioned match or whatever bullshit they said. It, um, it became clear to me like, oh, so this is the story. Brock gets his win back, but it's, it's a uh, heroic loss. Um, Brock goes over, but Cody gets over, right? And uh, I didn't see that coming either. So, um, yeah. You have a real blind spot when it comes to, to Cody. You've got so much hate for him, you can't see the, the stories, which frankly I, have been pretty obvious. You're absolutely right. I, I, well, except for WrestleMania, man. I thought I, I, well, I, I, did I call, did I say that he should lose? I, I thought he was going to. I don't remember. Let's I can't remember. You were wrong. Who, who can remember? Yeah, probably. Go ahead. Okay. Keep going. All right. So uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, get retained their titles. Uh, you know, as it was predicted, the uh, Uso brothers showed up anyway, even though they made a big deal that they weren't going to be in Saudi Arabia. And inadvertently cost Solo and Roman the titles. So uh, KO and Sammy retain, you know, and, you know, we've, we've all seen what's been happening with the bloodline since. There's been a little bit of uh, overt separation with Jay. Um, actually, more overt with Jimmy. Um, you know, but Jay seems to be the focal point of it, walking around like a pent-up panther and stuck in a cage. Um, but Jimmy's the one who's delivered the super kicks and is getting into Roman's face. And Solo is, is still trying to kill everybody. And Jay, every now and then, tries to stop him, uh, reminding them that they're all brothers. And, but it still seems like it's Roman, Solo, Paul on the same page. Jimmy now playing the role of Jay from a couple of years ago, very anti-bloodline. Jay sort of not sort of wanting the family to stay together, but I think coming to the realization that he's going to have to pick a side. So that's still going on that, you know, and that brings us through SmackDown this past week. And Bloodline continues to be the most interesting story in wrestling. And it, I think it advances just enough uh, to, to keep it intriguing. And, um, you know, I, I, I just wish there was a little bit less involvement of Sami Zayn. I, you know, I think they could move off of him. He's, He's sort of he's sort of gone from going to be, from being an antagonist to sort of being almost like the narrator for the audience, sort of like the straw man to explain to the audience what we're supposed to think. Um, so, and Ko has diverted his anger at being tripwire angry at basically everybody and everything for being too close to him, and and everybody wants belts and everyone wants to fight. But anyway, that was a match. I think uh, I'm pretty sure we both got that right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's still the best storyline in professional wrestling right now. I mean, what can you say? I mean, is it a retread a little bit about, you know, which way is Jay going to pick a little bit? I hope they don't, uh, you know. What if when you heard it's time to sell your car, you heard something happier like flowers, puppies, sunshine pie? At Echo Park Automotive, we've made it easy to sell your car. So it actually feels like flowers, puppies, sunshine pie. It feels so much like Flowers Puppies Sunshine Pie that you'll wonder why you didn't sell your car. I mean, Flowers Puppies Sunshine Pie at Echo Park months ago. See what your car is worth in seconds at echopark.com. The best cars at the best value from the best people. All to make you happier. echopark.com. 
Cascade Platinum Plus cleans so well, all you have to do is just scrape, load, and you're done. Your dishes will shine with no pre-wash or re-wash needed, leaving you more time for the things that let you truly express yourself. Because that's when you shine the brightest. A proud sponsor of Can't Cancel Pride 2023, Cascade celebrates those who shine with pride all month and all year. Learn more at can'tcancelpride.com. Stretch this out too long, but we'll see. We'll see. Still the most fascinating uh, storyline in wrestling. So then we'll go to NXT Battleground. And this will this will take much less time because you know I don't think too many of our listeners pay that much attention to battle to NXT. I do, but I don't think most people do. I don't think you do. So Wesley retained his North American title. It was a triple threat. I think I picked somebody else to win this, um, but I'm perfectly content that Wesley won. Um, and uh, you know the underlying story is is Tyler Bate my friend? Is he is he not my friend? And it turns out there's still friends and uh, rivals, e- e- even though there was a little bit of a confusion. Anyway, Wesley still is North American champion. you have any comments on this and the uh, any fallout from it? Who's Wesley? Exactly. All right. The Heritage Cup. Noam Dar retained his Heritage Cup over Dragon Lee, which I definitely got wrong, but I didn't see this coming because last I saw Aura Mensa. He was saying, I'm absolutely not going to second you, Noam Dar. And in this Heritage Cup, they do rounds. They both have a second. Um, I, I can't even remember who came out with Dragon Oh, yes, it was it was uh, Nathan Fraser came out with Dragon Lee. Anyway, so Aura Mensa comes out with Noam Dar as his second. He's, you know, he's like his corner man. He, he, his hair was hot pink, which I don't know what that has to do with Noam Dar. Uh, but the, the swerve at the end was that when it looked like Noam Dar was in trouble, Jakara Jackson uh, came out, who um, her and Lash Legend have been no-selling Noam Dar for the last couple of weeks in some back uh, in some uh, backstage segments um, where he's been sort of like talking to ladies and they're like, nah, you're nothing. I mean, they're both taller than he is and all that stuff. But uh, Jakara Jackson comes out to one side of the ring from the ramp side, distracts the referee, and as the referee is, you know, telling her to get off the ropes and, and get out of the way, Lash Legend comes out of the crowd on the other side and hits Dragon Lee over the head with I can't remember what she held. I think it was like it was like a metal like ice bucket or something, um, allowing Noah Dar to get the win. And now he's got his new group, which he's calling the Meta Four. <laughs> It's Noam Dar, Aura Mensa, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend. And somehow or some way, it's not the magic of uh, Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend, but somehow it's sort of interesting, sort of funny. And uh, anyway, and then, you know, of course, everyone's making the jokes that, you know, this little Scottish guy who's, you know, as it turns out, he's, he's a Jewish Scotsman, uh, and he's, he was wearing his hair sort of in, in like braids on, on the back. So everyone's like, yeah, he, Noam's invited to the cookout this, this you know, now on, because he's out hanging out with uh, Mensa, Jakara, and Lash Legend. But uh, they've got this little group, and it's, I don't know, somehow it, it gives them all a little bit of a personality and something to do. So this was a fun little swerve. Um, I know that you have absolutely zero comments on it. Yep, zero. All right. Ilya Dragunov. Um, Defeated, defeated Dijak in a last man standing match. The story here that nobody's telling is that Ilya Dragunov clearly broke his arm in at least two places. He, these giant 
bruising welts on his right forearm. Um, or maybe it was his left. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He won the match. He still continued it. Uh, and then the next week he came out, but in a suit, and he challenged, I think, Baron Corbin to a match. But before that could happen, Braun Breaker attacked him in the back. We never saw. We just saw him lying around there. Uh, so I, I think they're covering for Dragunov's injury. But next time I see him, I guarantee we're going to see him with a Cody-like kind of brace on the on the front part of his arm, holding things together. But yeah, people were saying it was the match of the weekend, match of the night, whatever. It was a pretty brutal match. Of course, there was blood and the broken arms, and you know, and you know, Dragunov won and. There you go. That's that's sort of what we thought was going to happen. Um, in the tag team match, with a little bit of a surprise, I was expecting the Creed brothers to win, but no, Gallus boys remained on top. Uh, uh, yeah, and that, that holding pattern seems to be continuing. I'm not even really sure who their main challengers are at the moment. Um, but uh, anyway, there they are. They're, I mean, it looks like it's Tony D and Chaz, but Tony D... Uh, is still in prison. They're doing a who stools about. It's probably going to turn out that there was there was Chaz who ratted him out from the inside, even though Chaz has been taking some beatings. But hey, I guess he's trying to make sell it. Anyway, uh, of course, Tony Diaz short Gallus did it, so it can't possibly be Dallas. Um, Tiffany Stratton won the the women's match over Lyra Valkyria, so she's the new champion, which yeah. you know pretty much everyone figured on. Okay, so do you think do you think that Tiffany Stratton, like, you know, she's she was quoted in a recent interview because they were like, oh, are you looking to get into the main roster? And she was like, no, I still need to be in NXT. I still need work to do. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think either she's just being a company person and she's saying that or she's being realistic. But she's right. She still does need to be there physically. She has it there. And like her interviews are fun. But she also, but she did a promo in the ring, you know, in front of like probably ten of the other women who were her challengers, and that was sort of awkward and pretty cringy. So yeah, she she still needs to work on like different personas and and you know not her character. She has her character, but how to how to emote and how to present herself in different situations. But when she does the backstage interviews, you know, and she goes, you know. Uh, She's going to say someone's someone's going to make it to the tippy top. She says the tiffy top. I mean, you know, she does little things like that. It's funny, and she's 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 right. She 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 needs a little bit more seasoning, and you know, it, it, the women's roster. There's there's plenty of women on on the main roster. Uh, it, it's just very. There's it, just a clear differential between the very top and others. Um, and there's been some injuries. I mean, Liv Morgan was injured. Uh, Carmella and Alexa Bliss both got pregnant, um, but there's there's still plenty of other women. I'm you know I'm not concerned about it at all. But yeah, t- uh, Tiffany, I think uh, I thought that that was, you know, at, at worst it was self aware. Okay. Yeah. And then Carmelo Hayes, not surprisingly, retained his. NXT belt against Braun Breaker, who still is down on NXT, uh, working this heel persona. And, you know, actually, he's pretty good as a heel, uh, but he lost, of course. And you know, now he's challenging Dragunov. And, and Braun Breaker, he recently challenged Seth Rollins uh, as part of Seth Rollins' open challenge. And it seems that Seth Rollins is going down to NXT to defend 
the World Heavyweight Championship on NXT. Now, whether that's happening tomorrow night, June 13th, or some other date, I don't know. Maybe they they might have cleared it up tonight on Raw. Uh, it might be being cleared up right now as, as you and I are speaking. I don't know, but uh, I think that's neat. They're, they've been doing a lot more cross-promotion with w, with main roster and NXT. Even though it's some, you know, sort of bottom barrel, you have Ali, you have Drew Gulak down there, you've got Baron Corbin, uh, Corbin. You know, down there. Dana Brooke was in the women's um, battle royal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, but those names make sense, like to go back to NXT and like help out, you know, be like a player coach, you know, that sort of thing. Seth has no, Seth has no business being down there. And first off, Braun Breaker, this guy's a bum. He lost. You can't even beat Carmelo Hayes. Now he's taking shots at Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins shouldn't give him the time of day. Well, he doesn't think he's a bum. But it's, it's interesting because, because NXT is back over 600, like, for three weeks in a row. And that may not seem like a lot, but it's basically a, a 10% increase. Um, I love it. And I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if it's because of the main roster. People, I mean, you know, Dijak also came from the main roster. Baba Tunde's down there as well. He's not looking so good. But Apollo Cruz was down there also. He's back on the main roster doing nothing. But I don't know. I mean, you know. If Seth Rollins has a match on NXT, then that spikes it up to, you know, 800,000 or 900,000 people watching it. You know, this cross-promotion thing might be might be worthwhile. Um, and let's not forget, they are outside of the exclusive television rights renegotiation period. And if NXT starts showing that it has more value, that's, that's more leverage for WWE to negotiate a, a bigger contract. Um, you know, either with Comcast Universal, who's, you know, been very, you know, a long time partner of WWE and WWE is basically Peacock's anchor uh, broadcasting, you know, is, uh, you know, it's anchor set of programming and it's, you know, a one, once a month, sometimes two nights for like SummerSlam and um, WrestleMania, of course. And then there's, there's also NXT shows at some time. So, you know, probably like, let's just, let's just call it 18 nights a week. 18 nights a year, you know, WWE is, is its weekend, you know, prime hours um, programming. And that might increase as they do more sort of super shows that aren't PLEs internationally. There, you know, there might be more stuff on Peacock. Plus, Peacock has other WWE programming as well, aside from the regular network, like, like new programming. Um, today, there was a story that Disney's interested. We've been, I mean, as long as... I came back into wrestling probably around 2014. As long as I've been listening to wrestling podcasts, which probably started around 2015, 2014, I've been hearing Disney wants WWE from people. So I don't know if that's real or not, but why wouldn't they be interested? Anyway, why wouldn't WWE want more bidders? That's the whole point of going out of the exclusive negotiating period is to get more bidders because when you get more bidders, things get bid up. So as long as as long as there's people interested, if there's no one else interested and you lose your leverage, um, you know, I can't, I, I, I write and I can't wait till a, until, uh, this WB, uh, discovery channel, uh, starts bidding for WWE too. It's going to um, be great. Well, watching them with what they're going to be doing is going to be very interesting in and of itself. You might even be happier. I mean, the, no one's even sure what's going on with, with AEW. No one else will talk about the, the possibility, if not probability, that Tony Khan is paying for the slot for collision because he made an illusion that he's getting paid and being paid quite well. But 
Warner Brothers hasn't said so, and no numbers are out there. And there's always numbers out there. And I'm telling you, in, in Tony speak, the, the 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 new money is just the annual increase, which is like you know, uh, it's like five percent a year. Like their their three year extension for 175 million was never this, a, a static amount each year. It went up a little bit every year. Um, so it right. started like 42 million, and then it's now it's like at 43.4. Then it'll probably go up to 44.2. You know, they, they never got anything more, you know, different from Battle of the Belts, et cetera. Um, and I think in Tony speak, you know, whatever that normal 5% or whatever increase it is, plus ad revenue, that that's him saying we're getting paid quite well for Collision. Because who would want the Collision time slot? I mean, it, just just analyze all the preemptions that are going to be during that time. The numbers that they're doing on Rampage, which are awful. Saturday night is being a tougher night. And not just preemptions on the network, but the competition they're going to get from other programming, from NFL playoffs to big college football games to NCAA basketball games, baseball, you know, it's baseball night America, you know, and it's movie night, it's family night, it's a, it's a, what, what it isn't is wrestling night. Um, and, and when it was wrestling night, it was wrestling night from 6, 6.05 to 8.05 on TBS for the people who watch that like me. Or it was instead of Saturday Night Live, you know, it was from eleven thirty to one on on Saturday nights, four times in the summers. Saturday, yeah, for four Saturday nights main event, and um, but you know the one of the rumors is well, WB probably just picked up the the extent the option for twenty twenty four. I don't know. Nobody said that either. Maybe they did. So you're trying to tell me that that, that and they're saying well, if Collision does well, you know, Tony's just sh- trying to show them that they should invest in the company. So now we're going to hear all twenty twenty four that they still gain the same money and people still aren't going to be and they think that uh, that WB just gave them two hours on primetime television on, on cable when they could run the Avengers or something. And, you know, and Tony's not going to tell us what he's getting paid. No, he, he, he's renting that time. He's, he's renting that time, the, the time slot. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. that, that rest, that's been done in wrestling forever. It, it, WWE is really the only one that changed. It was WWF and WWE that changed, you know, getting paid for TV time rather than paying for the TV time. It was part of your marketing budget. That's how you sold your merch and your tickets to house shows and things like that. But, you know, that, that was the business. Um, so we'll see. But it, if they just picked up the option, that's a giant dally in my mind for AEW. I don't believe any of it. I, I think uh, AEW's floundering, and Tony Khan is uh, starting up a uh, media campaign to uh, prove otherwise, to cover it up. I'm gonna call it a cover up, Jeff. He doesn't need to start a media campaign. The media already works for him. They 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 don't say anything. They, have, they, they it's either silence or positivity. Uh, That's right. They have their what did it, what, did, what did that memo say? It was uh, our operatives. The operatives. Our operatives. That's exactly right. Um. The first collision, by the way, is, is this week. And, uh, you know, to this point, and it's 10 o'clock on Monday night, June 12th, so five days away, we only know of one match, CM Punk and FTR, which they've released pink and black shirts, of course. Um, and it's the three of them against Samoa Joe and the Bullet Club Gold, Jay White and Juice Robinson, which, you know, that doesn't seem like a, a, a main event show kind of main event. It could be a main event on a rampage, or even a main event on a dynamite if there was some story around it. Um, but there's—I mean—you really have to stretch for the story. I mean, the, the 
Bullet Club Gold is, is somehow in, involved in trying to get the FTR AW Tag Team Championships. And, and of course, Samoa Joe and uh, CM Punk having had uh, feuds like two decades ago. Yeah, I don't I don't like any of this. Um, I, I, I can't I can barely remember uh, what happened last week. And I'm supposed to remember Samoa Joe and CM Punk's feud from 10 years ago. Fuck this. 10 years ago. You wish it was 10 years ago. You know, it's like 20 years ago. Um, actually, there was actually, you know, the, 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 the formal Ring of Honor History Twitter account um, posted, like, it was either today. It was either, it was a shot of Samoa Joe and CM Punk in one of their first matches, and it was either 20 years ago or 19 years ago. So Wild. Yeah. So, Collision? You know, uh, you know they're 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 moving tickets in in Chicago, which is not particularly impressive. I think they're up to about nine thousand tickets, which is a lot better than where they were. But remember, that's like a twenty thousand seat venue. I know they haven't released all the tickets, but they would if they were selling them. And uh, and co- collision live shows throughout Canada and in New Jersey, they're not moving those tickets very well at all. I think one of the shows was under a thousand. Uh, last I checked, I think that was in Regina. Um, <laughs> that's the city. Regina, um, like vagina. Yes, exactly. That's, that's why they call it the 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 fun town. That's the that's its own little joke. Um, you know, you know, Jeff. Now that you mentioned this, you know, I don't know if you've put this this together, right? You know, last week there's a big thing. You know, you're in you're in. Um, the Baltimore area. So I'm sure you had these, uh, smoke flare ups, these, uh, Canadian wildfires, the smog come in through town, right? Did that, did that get down to you? It was definitely up here in New York. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Now, some people I've said this to, they've called me crazy. I mean, they call me crazy for a lot of things, Jeff, mm-hmm. you know this, right? but do you find it a little coincidental that before AEW decided to go to Canada, there was no wildfire issue attacking America. And now all of a sudden, there is. I think you should look into that. I don't think there's anything to look into. I think it's fact now. I think this is uh, PM, uh, what's the name? The, 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 the good looking one? PM Dawn. PM Dawn. <laughs> What's this prime minister? Uh, the, oh, the, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. He is a, he is uh, waging environmental warfare with America thanks to AEW and Tony Khan. Wow, that's 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 your QAnon of the week. That's that's a, that's a big one. Wow, that's right. That's something. Yeah. Okay. So come on, you can't you 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 can't prove otherwise, can you? No, what a, what a smokescreen they put up to hide it. <laughs> but where there's, where there's smoke, there must be fire. Okay, there you That's go. That's right. All right, well, that can bring That's us right. to Double or Nothing, which, by the way, I want to tell the world. I got – every match that was announced, I got right. Uh, on top of that, there was a match that I said would be – would be made official and in fact it did it occurred i got the result of it wrong however but i did actually correctly predict that a match that was not on the card would be on the card and i also correctly predicted that after jade cargill 
defended successfully her TBS championship, that there'd be some sort of beatdown and Chris Statlander would be their returning star to rescue her. Now, I did not say that there'd be yet another match because that's stupid, and it was, but I, I think I uh, get credit for calling those two variables, those X factors, and, and yeah. So anyway, um, we had the Hardys uh, beating... Uh, the the guns and Ethan Page. Uh, this was uh, this was on the pre-show. It was a horrendous match. Anyway, the Hardys now have control over Ethan Page's contract, and at least they recognized that when they booked Ethan Page to be with Lee Moriarty and Big Bill, they said this was signed onto before the Hardys. Uh, before Matt Hardy in specific uh, had control over Ethan Page's contract and he's allowing him to continue his contractual duties, which of course made it easy to know who was going to lose and it's not even clear if, if Bill and Lee Moriarty are part of the firm anymore. I'm not even sure that anybody cares. Stokely Hathaway hasn't even been on AEW television. Apparently him and Jeff uh, Jerry Lynn are the hookers for Ring of Honor. Um, so they're, you know, and, and, you know, only Tony Khan can overrule them. I don't know if that's real or not, but, you know, if things go wrong in Ring of Honor, we know who's getting blamed. If things go right in Ring of Honor, Tony's going to take credit. Anyway, Hardy's won. I think everyone who, you know, called that match got, got that one correctly. Um, the Blackpool... Uh, I heard Jeff, didn't Jeff Hardy like fall off the uh, the turnbuckle or Matt? Which one yeah. fell off the turnbuckle? It, it was Jeff, yeah. He, 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 he looks terrible. He was, yeah, he fell off. He, he twisted his ankle. He was limping around. It was, it was, the whole thing was embarrassing. Um, the Blackjack Battle Royal, uh, Orange Cassidy successfully defended his international championship in that, uh, correctly predicted that. Schmaz as well. This was not a good battle royal. And I love battle royals. This this was not it. This was not good. This was how do you turn a battle royal into a spot fest and and have a bunch of guys forgetting they're in a battle royal while that's going on? So no bueno. Uh, since then, Orange Cassidy has also defeated Swerve um, in a match where a lot of people were really hoping that that finally you know Orange Cassidy got the respect that they think he deserves and Swerve would get that title and show that he's the single star and is gonna and is gonna be pushed in AW. But nope. Orange Cassidy, Tony's favorite wrestler, has to continue with it. Um, Swerve has this giant faction. You know, well, it's his, it's about his third or fourth faction, but it's the Mogul Embassy. And the three guys from the Embassy, plus Prince Nana, uh, you know, came out with him, but didn't come to the ring. And at that moment, you knew Swerve had no chance. Um, and what are we getting out of this? We are getting Swerve and the three guys from the Embassy to face Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, Sting, and Keith Lee in an eight-man match on Dynamite. So, you know, all, all of this swirling madness is continuing to be swirling madness. But anyway, Orange Cassidy is still your international championship. Um, I thought he was supposed to lose this fucking title, man. Cascade Platinum Plus cleans so well, all you have to do is just scrape, load, and you're done. Your dishes will shine with no pre-wash or re-wash needed leaving you more time for the things that let you truly express yourself. Because that's when you shine the brightest. A proud sponsor of Can't Cancel Pride 2023, Cascade celebrates those who shine with pride all month and all year. Learn more at can'tcancelpride.com. 
Where there's outdoor work to be done, there's Echo Outdoor Power Equipment. Echo products deliver the reliability, quality, and performance you need to tackle everything on your outdoor to-do list. From chainsaws and string trimmers to leaf blowers and edgers, Echo's full range of pro-grade outdoor power tools are built to meet the demands of outdoor work. Visit us today, your local Echo dealer. Learn more at echo-usa.com. Echo. Power on and on. Who's he going to lose it to? I could not tell you. Big Bill? Big Bill. He's, he's beaten Big Bill. <laughs> Who hasn't beat Big Bill? Fucking Big Bill. Fucking should be called Loser Bill. Fucking bum. Bum Bill. How about that? There you go. Bum Bill. Um, Adam Cole against Chris Jericho in the unsanctioned match. Of course, it's unsanctioned. Adam Cole won. This also was a bad match. It was boring. It was slow. It was plotting. There were some embarrassing scenes where we're Aaron... Adam Cole had the chain. He didn't have an, it, it was too taut. He wrapped it around his ankle three or four times and then on his right arm so that he couldn't deliver the, the knockout punches to Chris Jericho. He's supposed to. So he switched to his left arm and he, you know, obviously he's a righty. So his punches look bad. And Chris Jericho actually had a black eye at this, a real black eye. So he's still hitting that. Anyway, the Aubrey Edwards stopped the, the, the match which again, like hell in the cell where Seth Rollins was disqualified was that, that, that was ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Then didn't need to be a referee. There's no knockouts. There's no calling a match in an unsanctioned match because it's unsanctioned. But anyway, wrong again, Jeff. In fact, there are refs and there are rules and Adam Cole won. So now he's, you know, challenging MJF and, uh, word is that he's going to challenge MJF, who accepted this challenge, by the way, uh, at Forbidden Door 2, which really doesn't make sense for Forbidden Door 2. It makes sense for something else down the line, but whatever. If anyone thinks that MJF is losing his title at Forbidden Door 2, though, they're, they're crazy. Um, anyway, FTR, they retain their AEW championships over uh, Triple J Lethal. Um, Mark Briscoe called it more or less down down the middle. Um, there were a couple spots there, but nothing really to talk about. Wardlow defeated Christian Cage to retain his TNT title in a ladder match. Uh, Wardlow did some high spots, good on him, but this match was slow and plodding and awkward. And there was a, a point where Christian, you know, could have grabbed the the title six or seven times, but he's fumbling and pretending he can't get his arms around the wrapped around it, while Arn Anderson is trying to waddle into the ring to get there and and basically touches the, the ring and, and it, you know, Christian falls off because of that. Anyway, um, Wardlow and Arn Anderson, not a great combination, but uh, Wardlow, you know, at least he didn't lose the belt and, and it's still not being hot potatoed. Um, by the way, they're still in a program. There was a segment where uh, Wardlow, uh, well, Christian Cage, you know, uh, walked out of their dressing room. You hear a lot of noise and they open the door and, uh, blood-smeared Luchasaurus runs out, not runs out, walks out grunting, looking angry, and they open the door and you see Brock Anderson there, his shirt's ripped up and he's, you know, grimacing in pain and he's writhing on the ground and, like, there's this little bit of blood smeared on his head, um, which is absurd because for a company that uses blood liberally and there's blood all over the place, this was a place where there should have been blood all over the place. Um, but anyway, so Arn is now mad. They've crossed the line. They've brought his son into it and and, right and you know get the gun Arn get the gun that's right so Arn and Wardlow they're 
going after Luchasaurus, and in response, they Wardlow levied an open challenge uh, for his TNT title, which was, of course, answered by Luchasaurus. What, 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 what's that? Oh, it wasn't answered by Luchasaurus. It was answered by Agar. So, okay. <laughs> and, they kind of look alike. Exactly. Right. Um, and, you know, we've seen these guys go at it before, including a sort of an MAA, MMA match where they were like in the octagon um, mm-hmm. back when the Jericho, the inner circle. Was oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, that shit was awful. Call- I remember that match. Um, Tony Storm defeated Jamie Hayter to become the AW uh, News Women's Champion. Apparently, J- H- Jamie Hayter's injury angle was real. It wasn't her back. It was her shoulder or it wasn't her shoulder. It was her back. Whatever it is, uh, Tony Storm won, which most people predicted. Though, if, if Jamie was not hurt, I'm sure she would have retained because all of this, this was obvious. All of the AEW people that were AEW originals were going to hold titles or gain titles. Um, House of Black retained their titles um, against the Acclaimed. This was not a match that was scheduled, but I called it anyway. I just figured that the Acclaimed would win it, Um, but I was wrong. House of Black won, uh, and the Acclaimed have now moved on to still doing trios matches, and they recently beat the Spanish announced project and cut a promo about how Billy Gunn deserves gold one more time, and since the Ring of Honor... Uh, six-man titles are silver, uh, I can only assume they still mean the trios championships, unless Billy Gunn is going for singles championships like Jungle Boy is going for singles championships. Anyway, House of Black won, so I guess the Acclaim should get a rematch for losing? Don't ask. (laughs) I won't. Okay. So Jade Cargill had a match against Taya Valkyrie for the TBS championship. Not a particularly good match, but Jade did win, which... I correctly predicted, and as I said, there would be some sort of vicious beatdown where Chris Statlander would come out and rescue her. There wasn't that. There was there was just some stupidity where after a hard-fought match where Jade, you know, retained the title but not easily, uh, they pretended that it was easy and that that she was good, she'll still fight anyone. And then Chris Statlander came out um, to not a giant pop, and she ran out, and uh, there was another match, and Chris Statlander defeated Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. And since, since then, she's had at least one successful defense against Nyla Rose, and it was a terrible match. Sloppy, horrendous. Don't know why Nyla Rose deserves to be in there. And, of course, Nyla Rose was also in a fatal four-way for a shot at the women's championship as well, the, the AEW women's championship. Again, having won no matches to deserve that. Um, in your fatal four-way, your four-pillar match, which, by the way, the news was is that that was MJF's idea, that he was the one pushing this idea, so I guess he gets the blame for it. Anyway, he retained. Um, some people love this match. Some people hated this match. I, I I fall into the category of I sort of hated it, though I thought the ending was clever. Uh, basically, Darby is going to deliver the coffin drop onto Jungle Boy. Uh, MJF uh, brings in the Triple B and puts it on Jungle Boy so that when uh, Darby Allen hits the coffin drop, he landed on the belt and Jungle Boy, which took out Jungle Boy and the hard belt hurt Darby Allen because that's that's apparently his weakness, his title belts. And MJF gets the win. Um, nobody turned heel. Yay, yay, yay. Ty Mello is pregnant. Terrific. They announced that on the pay-per-view and there was a smattering of applause. applause. So I guess we're not going to see Ty Mello anymore. By the way, Anna J has been returned to the Anna J-A-S. So I guess her face run and her feud with Julia Hart is over and she's back to being a heel and losing matches because she lost the match to, I think it was 
Tony Storm um, in the title. It, it, I can't. I can't keep up with all this. No, you can't. It's 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 largely impossible. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. And the BCC beat the elite in the anarchy in the arena, or blood and guts, or whatever the hell it was. Uh, as predicted, it was because of Don Callis and Takeshita who joined the Blackpool Combat Club, or at least joined the heels. It's not clear if he's part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, listen, this match was exactly what it was, what people thought it was going to be. So it absolutely delivered. But I, I think this this card had made you know people can pretend all they want, but they're they're were probably three or four matches that were good to okay. Another two that were okay, but most of the matches on this card were bad. Um, and this was not a very highly rated AEW pay-per-view. Tony is lying to us and saying that it's it's got the same amount of buys as others, um, about 140. But, you know, uh, yeah, I don't believe it. Dave Meltzer is reporting that they got a surprising amount of pay-per-view buys the second week rather than the first week, which I don't believe. What? Why would people buy it? Everyone's saying how bad it was. Because they want to see a train wreck, that's why. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody, nobody, nobody buys. Nobody's months. ever bought a fucking pay-per-view like the week after. Yeah. <laughs> does that. Yeah, this, this, this all sounds like nonsense to me. We'll, we'll find out in, you know, in, the, in a year that it was, you know, after all is said and done, including digital buys and things like that, that it was, you know, 110 or something like that. So those were the three pay-per-views. Uh, you know, we're already up to Collision and Forbidden Door 2. They're, now, Forbidden Door 2, there's some interesting matches. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, people who don't follow New Japan probably don't care. But, you know, Kenny Omega, who I keep forgetting is the New Japan U.S. heavyweight champion, is defending his right. belt against Will Ospreay. Ryan. Get get out. Is that is that really on the Forbidden Door card? Yep. Uh, Brian Danielson uh, challenged Okada. So Brian Danielson versus oh, Okada. I get that. Thank yeah. God, Jeff. Let's get this over with, so then Brian Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan can come back. Isn't Let's it? get this shit out of the way. Let's what go. Are, the one who's interested in this or not? The, this is what Forbidden Door was supposed to be. Matches like this, not what we got last year, where there was very little doubt as to who was winning. Um, there's Forbidden word. Door. That we might get CM Punk versus Kenta, which doesn't interest me, but apparently they have a rivalry and they both have the code of sleep as a finisher. Yippee I don't care about this. If this is on, that that's a match that people will be interested. And again, we have that MJF versus Adam Cole possibly happening. I, you know, I'm not really sure if that's the case or not, but could be. There's you know word that there's going to be other people joining Bullet Club Gold, so you, you can sort of see where you'd have a six-man or eight-man match with that with FTR on the card. Who knows? Anyway, um, anyway, the, the, the Forbidden Door 2 card is shaping up pretty well, except and there's, there's still just under two weeks to, to fill it out, so that, that's okay. Um, forbidden Door. Right, Forbidden Door. Uh, Dork. Okay, so we talked about Tony Khan's admission about you know no no billion dollar deal and all stuff so i just want to pronounce on this show jeff was right i'm the only person that was right i'm the only person that says that there was no streaming that there's nothing on hbo max or max that that, 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 we still don't know where all in is going to be watchable nobody has any idea any idea by the way collision uh internationally it doesn't it doesn't have a home most places internationally there's uh 
in Canada, there's a channel that's running. I think it's TSN, and in the U in the UK, there's a channel that's running that's on regular broadcast TV. But other internationally, no, nobody's quite sure yet where Collision will be aired, if at all. Um, so, if anybody thinks that that it's that wrestling isn't about TV and TV in the United States, you're just wrong. You just everything else is gravy. Everything else is just plain old gravy. Um, but, I, is, I heard a rumor that it's going to be airing on Channel Attitude. Is that true? Yes. That is true. Okay. But it's not Channel Attitude. It's Chanel Attitude. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Very I'm good. I'm sure that Johnny Depp's younger okay. brother is the uh, is the spokesman for that. Oh, uh, Schleppo uh, Depp? Marco. Yeah. The, yeah. Mar- Marco Depp. Marco, Marco Depp. Har- Har- Harpo, Harpo uh, Depp. Harpo Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Not curly. Not curly depth. No. Um, there's some interesting news that broke today, and I don't even know all of the details about it, but BJ Whitmer, who was with Ring of Honor, also, as you might remember, was one of the was remember we had um, Stephen P. New on and Kelly Klein mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her ex-husband, and there were allegations that maybe he was gay, maybe there was abuse, things oh, like I don't know that. About that. Yeah. Uh, okay. anyway, he he's he's been a producer with AEW basically from day one, apparently, you know, pretty well thought of. He was arrested today, or, or he was arrested oh. this month uh, in Kentucky, I guess where he's from, Boone County, Kentucky, and arrested oh. for aggravated assault and burglary um he made bail but apparently he's been dismissed from aw he's been he's been fired and what's the story i don't know this story i only saw did he like hit a clerk and like he tried to steal something and then he hit a clerk i don't know i don't i don't know what it is we gotta get to the bottom of this jeff I gotta get found, to the I bottom found of out this. About this minutes before we went on the air. Um, so, if you want to go on Facebook while I'm rambling along, and, and oh no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> All right, but that's pretty interesting. You're on your own now, BJ. WWE that's uh, a, announced their that's a lone that's a lonely BJ Jeff. Yeah, very lonely BJ. They announced their deal with Twitch, which, by the way, we knew about for almost a year now coming on that they were going to work out a deal with Twitch and now it's all worked out. So WWE starts again, work on Twitch, WWE gets its cut, the wrestlers get their cut and that's all part of the Triple H regime. So all the people who think that Vince is running everything clearly is not because he was never having this. Um, That's right. Hey, look, see, Twitch isn't embarrassed about doing business with WWE. Why would they be? Right. I mean, Saudi Arabia, they they live, just bought the PGA. (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, you know, so I guess we're going to be hearing about the PGA sweet blood money coming up soon and, you know, Formula One. And what, I mean, no, we're not. People, we're not just don't, that. people just don't really live in a real world. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not even saying that the, the Saudi Arabia is a good player in the world. They're, they're oftentimes not. Uh, I guess it depends on your perspective. But anyway, they're, you know, it's, it's not like the world is ruled by money. That, that's, that's, that's the golden rule. He was the gold rules. That's, it's always been the case. There's nothing. That's to right. Um, Davey Richards retired again. Uh, he retired about three months ago because of allegations of abuse, which he denied, but sort of admitted. Uh, then he unretired, but nobody really cared. And now he's retired again, citing those same allegations that he sort of admitted. But now he, denies any part of them but he admitted parts of them before just uh, saying it was nothing sort of like the um 
who's the who's the dude? Teddy Hark? How you who you say that he was he would train with the the women and and they get black eyes and things from from their training or you know playful fighting. That, that that's sort of what he says. That's anyway, right. Davy Richards retired again. Um, you know, not that anyone really cared. Last I saw him, he was with MLW and he had a wrestling school. Um, good wrestler. Good wrestler. Not much of a guy, but he is apparently he's a doctor, like he's an MD, and so he's going to focus on that. Good idea. It seems to be a better career than wrestling anyway. Um, all of this little, these news and notes, probably to avoid what is, you know, one of the saddest stories since last we met, and that is that 81-year-old Iron Sheik passed away uh, about a week ago. That's right, man. The Iron Sheik now lives in the Hall of Fame in the sky. That's right. Iron Sheik was a legend. He was, uh, you know, has a, you know, Hulk Hogan has uh, to, to thank the Iron Sheik for putting him over. I mean, was, uh, would there be a Hulk Hogan if there wasn't no, if there was no Iron Sheik? We don't know. Not to the extent. I mean, he was the perfect villain at the, at the perfect time. And, I keep saying this. I mean, listen. Every, by now, everyone's heard tributes about the Iron Sheik, and I, and I echo right. everything that everybody said. So the only thing I want to say is that I, I think everybody who mourns the passing of the Iron Sheik and the character of the Iron Sheik just just know that there's a. If you're if you're listening to this show, you're probably not part of the problem. But let's just say if you are, that like in today's fandom, you couldn't have that character. Because uh, people would say it's racist and this, that, and the other thing. And, it, it, and I found it a little bit ironic that there was like an Arab F anti-defamation league. That, that, and that's not the actual name of the organization. I, I forget the, the proper name. I apologize for that. But they put out a statement stating that, you know, we, we mourn the passing of and, and recognize his great his achievements in sports entertainment. But it's regrettable that, that, that it was at a time when the Arab population was depicted so poorly um, in the world. And, and I just want to say that the Iron Sheik was Iranian. And while, while Iran is about 25 or 30 percent Arab, it's Persian and Persians aren't Arabs. And since he was an Olympian, uh, you know, and in the upper crust of, of Iran, he probably was Persian. He probably wasn't Arab. And he always identified himself as Iranian or Persian. Um, and Persians and the Arabs, you know, they, they get along probably worse than, than Irish and British, you know. Uh, they, they get along about as well as, you know, Palestinians and Israelis. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, not, not, exa- not exactly, you know, and the point is that the, 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 the ultra-woke person who had to put this in here from the ultra-woke organization didn't even know that the Iron Sheik was not ethnically Arab, that he's, that he's Iranian, and, and they should, should have at least looked into it anyway. So they were just trying to get their little cheap plug anyway. But anyway. That's right. Who cares? They, didn't, they, don't, they don't get along like the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan. We're not right. Fuck off, Hulk Hogan. You fuck just, off, Hulk Hogan. Fuck you, Patooey. And then fuck yourself again, Iron She would say. But yeah, we, we can't have characters like this anymore. And and I just don't understand why wrestling is the only part of fiction. Well, I do understand. It's because the fans try to pretend in their head that it's real. They're real athletes. They get real injuries. Yeah. If you watch movies... Bad guys are bad guys. We still have Nazis in movies. We have white supremacists. We have bad evangelicals. We have conniving Russians. We, you know, uh, yes, we have we have Middle Eastern terrorists. We, I mean, 
You know, we, we will, you know, the, the meth dealers will look like they live in trailer parks. Oftentimes the, the, the drug dealers in, in media will look like they're from the inner city. I, I mean, and we can't have any of this in wrestling anymore. And I understand there's a line you, you shouldn't cross with certain things, which are too hard, but we need characters. Wrestling needs characters. It is, it's boring and it's homogenized and bad guy characters are easy and, and, uh, and they're fun. Um, and- we do need characters. And you know what's, what's great about the Iron Sheik? Like, the Iron Sheik was a character, despite, like, but he wasn't, like, just, like, he, you know, he, he portrayed himself as an Iranian um, or an Iraqi sympathizer, but he, you know, he transcended these, these two um, characters to become himself. Like, you know, I think one of the most famous things that he's ever done was be himself on the Howard Stern show. And, and you know the way like he he became he be, again he's just such a character that he was like I hate Hulk Hogan death to Hulk Hogan oh, I love you Miss Elizabeth I love you Miss Elizabeth she's the best and and like you you know like you know, he he himself you, just just like you said uh, Jeff we need the the world needs characters and he definitely was one of them and and hopefully the memories were a lot more fonder than than the um, you know the than not. Right. I mean, we can't have the angry jock. We can't have the chicken shit heel and the spooky. Heel. Those are the only three heels we have is like the, the, angry jock, <laughs> the angry mean jock, the chicken shit heel and spooky characters. And we know that you hate the spooky characters. So um, I can't stand those. Uh, no. But yeah, the, the, I mean, the iron sheet. I, I can. I, I like spooky characters if they look like Scarlet Bordeaux. If she's blowing uh, mist at people or, or you know, magic dust. I love it. I'm all for it all day. All right, we're glad you're on board. Now we know what it takes to get uh, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena on board a spooky gimmick. There you go. That's right. She can be a witch all day. There you go. Um, so, yeah, the cheeky baby. He transcended, you know, the cheeky sport. baby. I mean, everybody knows the Iron Sheik. Listen, I, you know, I don't mean to pick on him, but in 30 years, ain't nobody outside of deep core wrestling fan base is going to know who Kenny Omega is or AJ Styles or Seth Rollins. People will still know who the Iron Sheik is. Iron Sheik, absolutely. You know, if anybody get, cares to uh, learn more about the Iron Sheik, I think Jim Cornette had a really good um, synopsis of his career. Like they, a couple weeks back, they um, they were reviewing um, the Iron Sheik's autobiography, you know, the biography uh, episode on WWE on biography. And Jim Cornette did a really good job of filling in the things that WWE coincidentally or not so coincidentally left out because, you know, they want to tell their narrative. Right. But um, it was a good appendix to the Iron Sheik biography. And, you know, you, you get to hear the real story of how, you know, he was such a such a big athlete and Olympian and and very much well in shape and. And apparently he was not the only Iron Sheik. They, there was the Sheik before him, oh, yeah. um, but he was much better in shape and much, much more um, smart to the business and, and um, flexible, I want to say, amiable. While he was the while he was around, Abdullah the Butcher was running around, you know, you know, doing a, a similar gimmick. He was more of a savage, but you also had General Skandar Akbar uh, and mm-hmm. uh, General. There was Adnan Al Casey. I think you had. I mean, basically yeah. every every promotion had their their you know 
Arab bad guy. Uh, That's right. The Iron Don't Sh- forget about about Admiral Akbar. He Admiral was uh, right. from the, the the Mon Calamari Federation. That's right. It's a trap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, it is. But the Sheik tra- rest in rest in peace, Iron Sheik. Rest in peace. Rest in rest in peace. Um, Right. Other little news and notes. Uh, AW signed Aussie Open, even though one of them is injured, and they showed Kyle Fletcher a couple times. He, of course, challenged Arn Cassidy, and of course, lost. You know, when nobody cared who Kyle Fletcher was. Blair Davenport seems to be back in NXT. So, yippee Kaye, I guess. They've had some injuries. Uh, Nikita Lyons, Saul Ruka. Uh, uh, I can't remember what her name was. Something Turner, Stevie Turner. She was doing like a podcasting gimmick. Anyway, so I guess Larry Davenport's there to be sort of a, a foil and a heel. Um, that's Will Ospreay's girlfriend, by the way. Will Ospreay said he never wants to work for WWE. Okay, big deal. Uh, Tony Schiavone also said he doesn't want to go back to ever work for WWE. Okay. Yeah, guess what? Nobody's fucking asking you to, Tony. Nobody was ringing your doorbell. Triple H isn't ready to pick up the phone. Shut the fuck up. So that's ridiculous. This is that, that's like me going. Oh, you know what? I never want to date. Who's the hottest chick out there today? Scarlet Bordeaux. Scarlet Bordeaux. I never want to date Scarlet Bordeaux. I never want to date her. Right. Guess what? I have zero fucking chance in hell with her. Okay. So, so that's ridiculous. Okay. Thanks, Tony. Thanks I, for nothing. Nobody I gives put a shit it out there. Also, that the Anna Joy Taylor and Jenny Ortega. You have no chance with me. That's right. Hey, listen, hey, but they, you might have a chance with them. You, you know what's in the news, Jeff. This is uh, good for you. Bill Murray is dating Khalees. Bill Murray is 70 and Khalees is like 40-something. So, you know, I know you're, what is it, a couple of years away from 70 yourself? So mm-hmm. there you have a chance. By the time you're 70, you can date Jenna Ortega or uh, what's the other one you just, Anna Joy Taylor? Yeah. Uh, well, princess Peach can be, she can be the Princess Peach to your Koopa. I don't know who Khalees is, but I know she's saying milkshake. You know, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. No, I definitely don't know. You, you don't know that song. I do not know that song. Get the fuck out of here, Jeff. You know this song. I don't. My bring my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than y'all's. No, no, keep going. This is great. God damn it, Jeff. I can't believe this. This is amazing. Remember, I don't have four-year-old daughters like you do. Jeff, this was a song that was a hit in like 2005. (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't think so. When you were hitting the clubs, I'm pretty sure this song was was being played. I I had a five-year-old and a one-year-old in 2005. I was not hitting the clubs. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm sure T-ball if anybody's got this thing to the clubs, T-ball and swarm ball soccer. If anybody's got pictures of circa 2005 Jeff in the club, uh-huh. please send uh-huh. that to hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Or if you just want to uh, was Photoshop a picture of Harry, is that hitting the clubs? Because what's that was watching hip hop Harry going to the clubs. Cascade Platinum Plus cleans so well, all you have to do is just scrape, load, and you're done. Your dishes will shine with no pre-wash or re-wash needed, leaving you more time for the things that let you truly express yourself. Because that's when you shine the brightest. A proud sponsor of Can't Cancel Pride 2023, Cascade celebrates those who shine with pride all month and all year. 
Learn more at can'tcancelpride.com. It's Jeep 4x4 season. Make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals. And now, we're qualified lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe for $389 a month for 24 months with $5,399 due at signing. Tax title license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution, a lease request, or capital. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 531-23. Jeep is a registered trademark. Uh, I, I guess that's hip in some clubs. <laughs> We've been to concert two or three times. Please, please send Photoshop pictures of Jeff in the club to hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Yeah, you should definitely do that. You should, you know, take like the cast of the uh, Jersey Shore and just put my head on top of the situation or Snooky or whatever you want. It's it's all set. That's right. <laughs> notable free agents. I don't know even know if he's notable anymore. Thirty nine, but Moose in his biannual two year contract with Impact is just about up, and so he's a free agent. Very exciting. Good for Moose. Good for Moose. Exactly right. He'll probably stay with Impact <laughs> like he always does. Um, there was some stories a couple of weeks ago about CM Punk being served with legal papers from AEW, and everyone was so excited about it. Uh, all, all, all it was was the, his new contract. Um, there were some clauses which were apparently specific to him that he's you know, got to do certain things and maybe behave himself better and whatever the case is, but th- that's all it was. It wasn't It wasn't like a cease and desist and you must in, injunction or this and the other thing. Um, speaking about something that, that we thought was going to be ceasing and desisting but was, was never going to come and, and has come, well, AW's Fight Forever has finally been released, and it's going to be released to the masses. Uh, it, 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 it hasn't been. It hasn't been released. Not in hard and, form, and but in digital form. It, it's it's out, isn't it? People have been playing it. I think. To to some people, there's a lot of things that are still, I guess, gate kept. Like they they are keep <laughs> the media. Um, the media control of AEW is Gestapo like. Wow. If you go on YouTube and you try to search for um, YouTubers talking about it, like they will say that, oh, I got my hands on it, but I can't talk about this and I can't talk about that and I can't criticize this. But but no. regardless, because I guess they're being paid by AEW to say nice things. That's not surprising from AEW, but, you know, the real story will be told once this game goes out to everybody um but yeah i've been trying to look for like um a lot of stuff in youtube and i can't find any content because they've just gated a lot of it it's jeep 4x4 season make your next adventure epic and hurry in now for great deals and now we're qualified lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2023 jeep grand cherokee 4xe for 389 a month for 24 months with 5399 due at signing tax title license extra no security deposit required call 1-888-925-JEEP for details requires dealer contribution a lease request or capital extra charge for miles over 20,000. residency restrictions apply take delivery by 531-23 jeep is a registered trademark I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff with the Yeti Kingston graphics, which were sort of overblown. Then I saw a lot of stuff about the Owen Hart graphics, and people were pointing out how you could have you can build a better Owen Hart on the WWE games and all that. There, hold, hold on, hold up a second. You you can Owen Hart is in the game. Yeah, apparently he's in the game, and Aubrey Edwards. That's wild because I only saw an, I saw a creator wrestler uh, with a blue blazer that. Um, 
And I was like, wow, they put Martha Hart in this game. That's amazing. Good for them. That's progressive. Was there an Easter bonnet? Cause she likes to wear her hats. I think you, you need to, un- you have to play uh, five mini games do you get and then the, you unlock it. Tony Connor's chasing her to try and get a hug in. That's the story mode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I don't play video games. So just like I don't know the, the song Milkshake, I haven't played a video game in 20 years. So I, I don't really play video games. I'll go to the club. What are you doing, Jeff? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm an adult. I, I mean, it's bad <laughs> wrestling podcasts. <laughs> um. So yeah, so five forever. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really care about this. All all I know is that I keep hearing ridiculous amounts of money. To- I'm excited about it. I really hope that once it gets out there, everybody just bombs the shit out of this. It is. Um, it it looks like the YouTubers that I've seen like they want to say critical stuff, but they keep couching their words, and they're like, I "Can't show you this. I can't show you this. I can't say this." Okay, Aww. all right. Hey, Jeff, let's talk about like the CM Punk shit. Like somewhere in the middle of last week, AEW just, I don't know, coincidentally I got a just a little bit more on BJ Whitmer. OK, uh, that's why I've been. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Hey, listen, everybody. Whenever somebody says, hey, if you want more BJ, everybody's like, yeah, let's go. More BJ. Go ahead. All right. He's facing charges of strangulation in the first degree oh. and burglary in the second degree. He was released June 12th. Uh, on $25,000 bond. Took him eight days to get that bond. His case is being sent to the grand jury, which usually means an indictment. So these are probably going to be felony charges. And once AEW learned of Whitmer's incarceration and charges against him, he was dismissed. They bonded him out. Yeah, well, this this was really reported today, so they probably learned about it today, which, I mean, how does one of your producers get arrested and you don't know about it for seven or eight days? But anyway, that's a different story. I still don't know. I mean, when, you, when, you're, when you're only running one live show and, you know, maybe that's when they realize, hey, where's BJ? Um, he, he should be here. Where is he? Anybody? Anybody? What's that? Oh, he's under arrest in Kentucky? Oh, strangulation? You don't say what the fuck. I need to hear this story, Jeff. This Jeff, uh, this story gets more, uh, more interesting. Strangulation and and what was it? Grand larceny, burglary, so, burglary. <laughs> burglary. He's stealing something and he's stealing, choking somebody out. Well, burglary just means to break into somebody's home. So my guess, I, listen, I haven't looked into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't break into the former marital home where Kelly Klein is to take something and. Oh my God! What so, a wacko! Let's let's keep we'll we'll keep. I don't want to say too much about this because I I don't know. But uh, I know I know it's a bad BJ. Nobody likes a bad BJ. Nobody but. likes a bad BJ. All right. So in lighter news, uh, Riddick Moss and Emma have are engaged, and almost the Nigerian giant free agent got married. So not entirely a free agent. So if you're wondering where almost has been, he got married. Um, also, young congratulations Rock. to them. Yes. After three seasons, Young Rock has been canceled, um, which is going along with a bunch of other bad news for the for the Rock. The XFL reportedly lost sixty million dollars in its first year. It's a write off. It, it might be. I mean, listen, you know, I'm not sure what it was projected to do, and if that wasn't unexpected, some businesses are expected to do that. Uh, I I don't know, but. At the same time, you know, he did get back in with the Fast and Furious franchise, so he's going to be in Fast and Furious 11. Now, 
This is another thing that I don't watch is Fast and Furious movies. So it's, uh, but I imagine being in that franchise uh, it doesn't mean that you're completely dead in the industry. So uh, I think the rumors or the stories about The Rock's demise are uh, being a bit overstated. Um, at, the, at the bare minimum, at least maybe if he does have a, a series of unfortunate movies or, or slip ups, listen, the guy's still a powerhouse. He's still earning about, you know, $30, $40 million a movie. The guy he really makes that much, but I think it gets 20. He, he, he's worth about $800 million. So he, he'll be all right. Right. He, he's going to be fine. This is a tax write off for him. And if anything, all it means is he's more inclined to come back to WWE and do business. Like Vince ain't going to give him the money. Oh, please please. They'll, they'll back up the Brink, the Brinks truck for this guy. You think the $3 million they're going to give him for one match makes a difference here. Nah, he's, he's, he's too old. He's done. He's too breaky breaky. Um, Roosh, I think is on a double secret sub suspension with AEW. He hasn't been on TV for a few weeks after he, it's probably visa issues. Jeff. We're going to find out. It's always fucking visa issues with the, with the, with the international wrestlers. Well, no, cause he, he, uh, he got a little rough with jungle boy on TV before this four pillars thing ended. Oh, did he punch him? Like, like, like Sammy Guevara and, and Andrade. Oh, you didn't see it. You, you got to look. No, I didn't punch him, but he, he no, no. It, was, it was during a match. He, he was a little, he's, he's a little rough with the sweet boy, but Roosh, hey, Handsy? Roosh and his father, Albestia, have announced that they're done with AAA, uh, citing broken promises, uh, basically the, the Sasha and Naomi line. Uh, so Roosh and his father, Albestia, gone. So I, I expect any time this week, Tony Khan to announce that uh, Albestia is all elite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and no one will care. And nobody will care. Um, well, maybe he'll join his other son, Dragon Lee, and they'll be in NXT. Who knows? He, he the sixty-year-old Albestia can can go to developmental. Um, I mean, he can still be a. Um, uh, um, no, I don't think he can be a manager. Who knows? All right, so one interesting thing, and this is probably a week or so old, but Ricky Starks did an interview, and I think he was being pretty candid when he said that he he really wasn't happy with the whole concept of four pillars and that basically it was saying that these are the only four guys and that no one else is worthy of building your company around and that that he didn't agree with that. And I think he's got a valid point. Uh, And the four pillars story was not well received, but even if it was, you know, you know, I don't agree with those particular four pillars, but it seems that the world didn't. Um, But even if you, even if you, think that these are four great young talents and part of the foundation of AW. It, it, it was sort of a, a fuck you to everyone else in there, especially people who are of the same age bracket, like uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, like Ricky Starks, and, and, you know, and, and others as well. So um, I don't know. He, him taking sort of public umbrage of it, him being friends with Cody, him showing up at, at WWE PLE. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if this is signs of, you know, if this is his way of being passive aggressive. I don't know if this was just yep. out of his heart. But once again, it's 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 Tony Khan not being able or not even trying to control the narrative of what his talent says publicly. As much as he tries to control it, he's going to, you know, he's he's a helicopter dad and they're going to fly, fly away just like Cody did. Ricky's going to fly away into the arms of Triple H, and he will be welcomed in WWE. 
Well, I think you only have about 10 minutes left, so I'll run through some other stuff real quick. So on injuries, Braun Strowman apparently has a neck injury and got surgery. We don't know what else is going on with it. We don't know how serious it is or isn't. Wish him a speedy recovery. Mercedes Monet uh, sort of famously fell off the top ropes and and landed on the floor uh, at a New Japan strong event. She broke her ankle. And New Japan called Notable and had Willow Nightingale win that match. She wasn't supposed to, obviously, but Willow Nightingale is the new New Japan strong women's champion um, and successfully defended it on an episode of Rampage against Emi Sakura. Yep. Yay, exciting. Not a good look. Not a good look. You used to be the WWE Women's World Champion, multi-time Hall of Famer, and now... You got beat by not an AEW champion, but an AEW scrub. Not a good look for Mercedes Monet. Yeah. Just saying. Things don't seem to be working out as well as she would plan for her or Trinity. Uh, we already talked about Do, do you think, do you think that it's it's too early that Naomi, see, Naomi's getting a, a title shot in uh, Impact at the next uh, Bubba Buzz show? Yippee. Whatever. Pay-per-view or whatever. Do you think that it's too early for her? Like They, they could have drawn this out a little more, no? No, I think she should have walked, walked in and got the title the first night there. It's Impact. They, they need all the help really? they can get. Uh-huh. Um, not that she's a big star. She thinks she is, but at least it's a name. And it, it would have gotten... I mean, they, they just made Alex Shelley the world champion. Like, Isn't that like a step... Back to 20, we're still in 2005. Yeah, that's a, that's a 20 year ago move. Alex Shelley uh, and the other Motor <laughs> Machine Gun, Chris Sabin is like whatever, the, their digital internet champion or something. I, I don't even the know. X, is it the X Division champion? No, no, is it, no, is it, it's, it's not. It's not the X. It's, it's what I, it's, it's something like the digital media, digital internet champion. You must have won from, uh, uh, I believe. Zach Ryder? And, no, I believe in Joe Henry. <laughs> um, um, All right, so Mark Davis of Aussie Open, injured, as we talked about. Dakota Kai, torn ACL. She's going to be out until past WrestleMania next year. Um, oh, so damage stars. control, taking more damage. Liv uh, Morgan, her injury was revealed as a shoulder injury. Drakonoff, still nobody's saying anything, but I'm telling you, his arm was broken. Jamie Hayter, we talked about titles. We just talked about Willow getting a New Japan Strong title. Um the New Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Titles and New Japan Strong Tag Titles were held by Aussie Open. They were vacated. They were stripped. Uh, I am sure they fixed that by now, but I don't know who the new title holders are. And then, of course, Aussie Open signed with uh, uh, AEW, despite one of them being injured. Um, we do have new WWE Women's Tag Team title holders, Shayna Baszler and... Ronda Rousey, who won in a fatal four-way, and it looks like they're going to unify those titles with the NXT Women's Champions, uh, which I'm not for, but a lot of people seem to be in support of when they face the unholy union of Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. Um, talked about, you just mentioned Alex Shelley being the Impact Champion, and Chris Sabin, we talked about that. Seth Rollins, obviously, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. We talked about Asuka. Uh and we talked about Chris Statley. Yeah, we, we mentioned all the title changes, so good on us. Um, ratings. Uh, so, Impact. Three weeks ago, did 109, this is May 18th, 109,000, down 6,000. The week after, 116,000, up 7,000. And then the week after that, going into early June, uh, 126,000. So, you know, up a little bit. Impact with a little bit of a resurgence. Um, now, 
one of these is the go home show and one of this is the show after pay-per-view so there's usually bumps for that so i'm gonna i expect the the next show to fall back towards the hundred or so but whatever you know Whatever it is, it's still not good. Uh, New Japan, May 18th, 51,000. Week after, 63,000. But then the week after that, it fell back down to 55,000. Um, Rampage, last three weeks. In a couple times in different time slots, you had 293,000. Uh, the week after that, went up to 436,000, uh, back up in their regular time slot. But then the Rampage show that I alluded to earlier, which was four titles, none of which being AEW titles, back then its regular time slot, down to 357,000. And apparently the audience didn't forgive them so much that the next week, uh, the most recent, uh, what's the 12th, so it would have been the 9th, 291,000, a, a reduction of 66,000. SmackDown a few weeks back, 2.133 million. Then the next week was 2.15 million. The week after that, though, uh, was 2.563 million. Uh, and then the last quarters with Roman Reigns on there and the Bloodline story, almost 3 million people watched. Um, which, by the way, you had almost 3 million people watching wrestling, of which is is about 700,000 more than the normal for SmackDown, and none of those people were interested in checking out Rampage, even though they're home already watching wrestling. Uh, actually, it was the 357 week, but the, the one for 291, the aggregate was 2.278. Um, so it went back down, but of course Roman wasn't on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Raw. Last few weeks, 1.638, which was a significant drop from the week prior. The next week, 1.611, so basically stayed the same. And the most recent week, not the 12th, but the 5th, 1.828. So, you know, I guess when there was no NBA game, they went back up to their sort of normal of 1.8-ish. That's right. Anything more than that's right there? That's right there. Hey, listen, WWE continues to be number one when there's no playoffs <laughs> or NFL. Uh, NXT? Uh, you know, you, you, you notice that they don't get uh, beat down by Vanderpump rules, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because Vanderpump, in fact, does rule. Um, NXT, 578,000 three weeks ago, 607,000 the week after that, and 615,000 the week after that. So as I was alluding to, it sort of creeping on up there a little bit. Uh, what's that's about? Not exactly sure. Dynamite three weeks ago did eight hundred forty six thousand, which was an improvement of thirty two thousand from the week prior. The week after, uh, which was the show after Double or Nothing, uh, nine hundred twenty three thousand, a fairly significant bump. And then the week after Double or Nothing, nine hundred three thousand, which was down twenty thousand. You know, there's been these announcements staggered here and though there are announcements about what's going to be happening on Collision and stuff like that and you know, yeah, anyway, so they, they seem to be back in the nines, but it's it's low nines, and we'll see. Jeff, this this is a CM Punk bump. Don't get confused. You remember back when CM Punk was the main event on his way to the world title, they would get um, over a million, mm-hmm. and then he had that falling out, all out, brawl out happened. And they lost 200,000, 250,000 viewers. And now look, CM Punk's back. Oh, guess what? They're back up to 900. They were averaging seven before. Makes no, no, it's no surprise to me that this is a CM Punk bump. But I, I want to talk to you about how they're shooting themselves in the foot, right? Last week, 
there was news about, oh, you know, Canadian ticket sales are not so good. AEW ticket sales, these collision sales, punk is not a draw. Of, Jeff, what are your thoughts on this? Because I've got plenty of them. Well, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, the, the announcements about CM Punk was met by the live audiences with very polarized opinions. I mean, first of all, it wasn't very loud, but there were as many boos as there were cheers both times. Um, and it was funny because when there was a promo with MJF and he was talking about Ring of Honor, he mentioned it three times he was expecting to get cheers, but the crowd booed. Um, so I think the AEW fan base is sort of tired of the nonsense, but the CM Punk thing definitely divided them between Team AEW slash Elite and Jungle Boy and the Reseda Gang versus Team CM Punk. And part of that is because the wrestling media has been so anti-punk for the last nine, ten months. Some of it is just, you know, because of CM Punk's own antics. And some of it is probably just discussed with the business generally. But, yeah, I mean, the other part of it is why would you buy tickets to go to Collision if you have no idea who's going to be on the show, what the content is? We've been told it's going to be CM Punk. We, you know, Samoa Joe. Uh, it looks like FTR is going to be there. We've been told Miro, but, you know, nobody's seen Miro wrestle in over a year. Thunder Rosa, we've been told, but we know she's not, or, or we've been told that she's not healthy enough to wrestle yet. Uh, we were, someone mentioned Andrade, but then Andrade said news to me. So, I mean, there's no cards. You don't even know who's going to be on the show. You don't know what the crowds are going to be. You don't know if it's going to be a show that's impactful and important and newsworthy like, you know, like Dynamite should be, or if it's going to be like another Rampage or another Ring of Honor. So, and the tickets aren't cheap. They're, they're asking like expensive ticket prices by AEW standards and any yep. standards. So if I'm a ticket buyer and I can watch it on TV, I, I think I'd be cautious with my money too, to wait and see what kind of, what this product will be. What, what kind of cards am I going to get? Who, who am I getting on this show? And, and can CM Punk make it past one week without, you know, re-breaking something? Right. I, I, I gotta say that AW is the only professional wrestling brand that can have a bona fide star and a bona fide draw in CM Punk. Again, he debuts in Chicago, a major bump in the ratings, the biggest ratings they've ever gotten. And every time this man's been on the show, they've gotten over a million. And they've now cannibalized that by this smear campaign of uh, the elite with all after a uh, brawl out, you got Kenny Omega talking shit about him. Jericho talking shit about him. The, the, the super kick twins talking shit about him. Dave Meltzer talking shit about him. And Tony Khan is nowhere to be defending this man. His number one star. Let's call it what it is, Jeff. That's their number one star. And they've cannibalized him. They've demonized the man enough to now, Fuck up their major draw. This is the only wrestling company that can have a major draw and, and simultaneously fuck it up. They shot themselves in the foot and the face. Unreal. Unreal to me, Jeff. And now they've got these stories being leaked about ticket sales are not doing so well where CM Punk is the headliner. Who do you think is drawing those stories up? It's, it's the elite planting those stories. It's Dave Meltzer throwing the, his name under the bus. And, at, and when is Tony Khan going to wake the fuck up and realize 
that Omega, the elite, they're costing him money. At this point, it's proven. The numbers don't lie, Jeff. CM Punk's the draw, and now they fucked it up. I can't argue with anything that you said. I mean... Of course you can't, because I'm always right. <laughs> I could argue with that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to, I'm going to give you this one because, I, I mean, I, you know, you, what you said is similar to what I said, just more passionately. And they did that. They, they... That's right. I'm passionate. God damn it. And Jeff, you know what? It's another thing I'm about to say that you're going to agree with. You're going to say, Steve, it makes complete sense. And this is going to go back to Canadian wildfires, Jeff, is that people that bought their tickets to collision are now burning them. They're burning the tickets and now that's really what started these Montreal and Toronto wildfires in the in the in the woods. Eh? It, would, it makes sense if people burn their tickets all through Canada and being very litter buggy about it. Uh, it's, uh, exactly, they're throwing them out the window. They're like, "Hey, I don't like this Canada, this AEW Tony Khan nonsense. I'm throwing my tickets out the window here, eh?" Well, they should take them. Yeah. That's what they do. And so this is what's happened is you're hearing it first here on the Hammerlock Hangover, guys. We've got a lot of exclusives. Canadian wildfires started by angry fans in, in Canada, lighting their tickets on fire. And um, it, it's just, blame Tony Khan. Blame Tony Khan for everything. Hey, beauty, eh? Two, hey? two, two, two Q cons, eh? That's right, eh? All right. All right. Well, lastly, we're finishing up with uh, our favorite. Lashley. NWA, which had uh, its Crockett Cup. I believe the winners of the Crockett Cup were Mean Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch. So, yay. Um, their last three weeks uh, of YouTube shows, including two of which are were recaps of things that happened in the Crockett Cup and then the, the go-home show. Last three weeks so far, 32,000, 37,000, 53,000. Now, we're recording on a Monday night, so uh, NWA airs on Tuesday nights on YouTube. So the 32,000, it's not like it happened a day ago or two days ago. It was a full seven days ago. MLW Fusion, the last three weeks, which are mostly recaps of uh, shows in Tijuana. And yes, El Hijo del Vinkingo has been on there. I'm glad you asked. And Taya Valkyrie is still on there, so I'm glad you asked that too. Anyway, the last three weeks there, 30,000, 40,000, and 64,000 from three weeks ago. So, Did I ask? No, actually you didn't. I think the 64,000 oh, was the I, I thought I did after in Spanish. Their, uh, their Philly um, pay-per-view or you know, their big show, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Anyway, so... Anyway, the YouTube products continue to hurt. As we know, there's no longer dark and dark elevation. So um, there it is. I mean, those, those are your ratings. Those are your numbers. We covered all the issues. Uh, I think we uh, started with WWE and we went into CM Punk and, and covered uh, AEW a couple times. I think, I, think, uh, I think we did pretty good for a, a somewhat shortened show for us. We did. We did good. Concise is the best word to describe it. Guys, thanks for listening to this latest episode of the Hammerlock Hangover. We much appreciate it. And we would appreciate you sharing this podcast with all your wrestling friends and uh, buddies. Let them know that... Let them know that we're not dead yet and we're still kicking around and still making jokes um, about 2005 and the club and milkshakes and and what'd you say? Wiggles? Wiggles and milkshakes. We're all about wiggles and milkshakes here at the Hammerlock Hangover. And um, and yeah, I mean, listen, take take. 
take this with a grain of salt, but also take it very seriously that these wildfires are serious and uh, take care of yourself and don't light your tickets on fire. Just give them to the homeless. <laughs> okay. All interesting advice there from, from um, our Thank next you. show. We will we'll have, you know, information. We'll be live from Regina. We're all going to be live from Regina. So, so speak for yourself. I'm not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll know. We'll, we'll, we'll have at least one, if not two, collisions to talk about. We'll have Forbidden Door two to talk about. We'll have more Forbidden on money Dork. In the bank. We're going to cover all the Forbidden Dorks, all of the Dorks. That's right. We'll have more Money in the Bank to talk about, um, and all sorts of uh, exciting things. We'll probably have some more information on BJ Whitmer. Maybe some more things illegal, more BJ's. In, in some of the cases, in some of the things, are you being pulled over there? Or are you, are, is that some police activity? I think there's a, are they, are I'm they, in the parking lot of the Target. I think there's a fire going on. I don't know. Are they racially? I think somebody, I, you know what? I, I, I'm almost certain that uh, tickets, this Target. AW ticket holders. More, thank you. More ticket holders are, 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 they are lighting their tickets on fire. Well, they heard the podcast. So I mean, you're pretty close I, to Canada. There, you're 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 near Niagara. You're you're like in Utah. That's right, eh? That's that. they're lighting their tickets on fire in the Target, guys. Whatever you do, as, as despite your anger for AEW, please don't light your tickets on fire. Again, give them to the homeless. Yeah, but most importantly, folks, the next time we have the show, we're going to give you our mid-year re- reports on how we did for our 2023 predict predictions that we did in December of 2022 and we're going to we're going to go over those predictions and and see how we did so far uh, midway through the year and then see how we're you know what's what's come true what hasn't what is totally definitely not going to happen uh, or what we still have a, a shot at and uh, we'll just go over that and that's always fun because uh, we like to keep ourselves accountable here uh you know or laugh at each other well the, the, that well that's part of being accountable is laughing at each other i mean <laughs> yeah it, it, it's not like we're actually in congress or anything and <laughs> that, 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 that we're doing anything <laughs> there's more. a red there's a record of our votes right. so, yeah. hey listen jeff i still got one more week for aw to be out of business so we never know but it, it could very well happen this could be the week so um you we'll, have one more week you have a you have almost six full months oh that's right but maybe it'll come true by next week well who knows? People are burning tickets, on, so you know anything can is possible. Stranger things have happened. Sears Sears shut down, you know, pretty much overnight. So that's right. There you go, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Wake them up and uh, tell them to turn on the podcast. Listen about wrestling. Watch wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. And stay listening to the podcast. We don't care as long as someone's listening. That's right. That's right. And stay safe, everybody. Jeff. Stable, my friends.